0: good day and welcome to far reaches we are four people from similar parts of the world who have wound up chasing different dreams and living different lives we are richard raleigh joel and micah richard and micah from southeast oregon from two small ranching communities known as pine creek and plush raleigh and joel are from northeast oregon from the pendleton area we met through college mutual friends and heard of stories of each other somehow wound up being at the same place at the same time. See, we live and work in different parts of the US now and have all taken different paths to get to where we are. We all talk separately and live far apart. So we decided we should try and talk more together. We hope you come along and enjoy. Hey, greetings! Salutations? Hello, Good day. Hi, your mom and him? Hey, you sons of bitches. Welcome back to the Far Reaches podcast, where three of the four reachers are here today. Uh, Mr. Joel, hopefully, we be joining us in a while. He's uh, otherwise detained with some scholastic activity of a proud Oregon State alum. And since some of us also are, we're going to carry on for a while, i.e., it's a civil war game and it's almost over with. But uh, Joel is uh, catching the end of that, and I can't blame him at all, but we're going to press forward. So, I myself, myself, Micah, Mr. Raleigh Bigsby, and blending in to the black couch is Richard Bradbury. Good day, everybody. How y'all doing? Good.
1: Good, yeah. Outstanding.
0: Well, as you might have guessed, this week yet again, we are brought to you by the good folks at B&K Auto Salvage in the beautiful Grand Ron Valley. That's La Grand in Baker City. Local, used, and auto parts and scrap metal dealer, Area code. 541, say with me, 963-6744, and you tell them the Far Reaches podcast sent you. As always, we will start out with our weekly update segment where we kind of catch everybody up about what's been going on in our world, whether it's important to anybody else. Well, that doesn't really matter. It's important to us, so we'll kick it off with the uh, You seem you're uh, pretty intent and you're actually uh, on the couch ready to go. Let's see, what's going on? You got any uh, weekly update for us, man.
1: Oh, I suppose there's plenty to talk about.
0: <laughs> what should you choose to share, good sir? Yes. <laughs> well, but I'm a Pugilist. Never mind. Yeah.
1: Thanksgiving was yesterday, and it was just Kel and I, and smoked a turkey, and had a fantastic meal. And uh, as everybody does, lots of food and plenty of leftovers today. Um, just the weather's been going to be nice for quite a while, so which is this time of year, you start gearing up to be feeding every day, but it's kind of nice to have bare ground and still have grass to go to, to keeping up the winter costs a little. So that's a good thing. And um Well, I did have an event this week that was rather interesting in my life.
0: I, uh, <laughs> this is the one I think you're going to tell us about, it'll be quite entertaining. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, it, uh, it's the first time I've ever been in the middle of building a hot wire fence around a hay field that... I don't know where a horse ran by I me mean, with a saddle on it and no rider.
2: Um <laughs> It's
1: and, better. <laughs> yeah, no, it turns out there was a uh, individual who rides his horse town every day up here in the local area and he has a business and um yeah, he apparently rode through the field every day prior to my building wire there. Well a movie
0: start like that, yeah.
1: Uh, riding through the field and saw a uh, didn't see the wire that uh, it's one single strand of hot wire, but it wasn't wasn't electrified yet. But um, wasn't paying attention, rode right into it, which in turn created his uh, exit from the horse and the uh, horse come running by me, and I didn't see nothing going on. Well, a little bit later, I'm standing there working on some fence look over my shoulder and here comes a guy pissed off as hell walking across the field right at me and coming up to me he gets real close first words out of his mouth is what kind of fucking asshole are you
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course i don't
1: i didn't know well he was there until he was about 100 feet from me but i just figured the horse come from a long ways away i didn't know where it come from but just, anyhow he he uh <laughs> my my first words were uh what uh how bad's my fence? And apparently <laughs> that didn't set well with him. Cause his next words out of his mouth was, Well you're a fucking prick, aren't you, for not coming over there and giving me a ride and I'm like, Hell I didn't know where you come from. I didn't even know where the folks come from. <laughs> Anyways, this guy he was pretty hot under the collar and commenced to want a fist fight and everything else and <laughs> Well, only in my world does that ever happen. I'm in the middle of out in the middle working by myself, not bothering anybody, and have some jack wagon want to fist fight me. It was a kind of an interesting event, but good watching on the lease.
0: So, when you considered you're not to come help pick him up and give him a ride, even, I mean, come on,
1: yeah. No, well, when I when the horse ran by, I kind of thought, God, where'd that come from? You know, and I, obviously across the field, there was no uh nobody around didn't see anything so i mean what do you do the horse kept running hit the highway and went on down the highway there so, oh, boy. but yeah
0: it
1: was a interesting event but, yeah that's
0: something you, know, you don't see every day yeah you're in the middle of nowhere and still you
1: know, attracting we, a-holes you know you watch an old western movie and the, you know after they have a shootout scene or something you see a horse running by with no rider well just i just happened to look up and it was running past me what in the shit is going on here? You know. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a fun little story from this week.
0: Uh, there's a lot of good westerns that involve uh, fencing and fighting too. That seems to be, uh, you know, for a long time those two went together like whiskey and water.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. He, he didn't like it when I asked him how bad he tore down my fence, and uh, <laughs> he didn't he didn't find any humor in it anyway.
2: Uh,
0: maybe maybe since then he's seen the humor as he's had time to collect himself a bit more we can one can hope no,
1: I, yeah. I don't think so he fell off his horse it is well that was the other funny thing is that he kind of got on the attack with me and when he was wanting to fight he says what kind of a cowboy are you who's hired man are you and i <laughs> I said, you're asking me what kind of cowboy I am. You just fell off your horse. What the hell, dude? Where do you get off?
0: <laughs> well, at least knows where my horse is at and can see a fence. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: oh, yeah. You're like, does this guy get brained or something? Am I going to, you know, am I going to swing on a brain-damaged individual? Like, how would you feel about that?
1: Well, I couldn't figure out what the hell he was. Doing. I mean, he clearly fell off and bumped his head. He was acting like he needed a bump again, but finally he his-
3: I don't think you understand, Today, The manager made me the rosin jaw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would have snapped his poor little brain. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he he wasn't seeing things clearly, but he finally left.
0: Well, he should go buy a scratch-off lottery ticket because he has no I'm, no idea how lucky he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, The yeah.
1: interesting part is I'm guessing the guy was, had to been pushing 70 years old, and he was about the size of Kelly. I mean, he's not a very big guy, and I'm just thinking, are you serious right now?
2: big old,
1: big old ugly bastard like me out here swinging a hammer, building hot wire, and you're wanting to come fist fight
0: with me. Not that makes serious. you wonder how I made it that long already. Yeah. <laughs> Grace of God and a sharp stick, it sounds like. Good Lord. Wow.
1: I don't enough about me. My
0: week. What uh, what's Richard going on? Yeah. Richard. I can't top that. Wow, you've been laying some <laughs> pipe, from what I hear.
3: How's that going? Yeah, I laid three thousand foot of pipe. That was good. <laughs> I yeah. think
1: you just did top it. <laughs> laid
0: more pipe than Wabashaw Plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I
3: did. I just uh, I just blows my mind that he'd be on the fight with you. Hey, he's on your land. Well, yeah,
1: no, I mean, (laughs) and it's, what it is, it's aftermath hay ground that I'm leasing from a neighbor of mine. He doesn't Ah. have any livestock to put on it, and and, uh, he wanted it grazed off and come and ask me, and so I'm just hot wiring off all of his wheel lines and stuff so the cattle don't rub on it. But it just, I would have been thinking, hey, have you seen a horse run by, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, man, I didn't see that fence, dumped me off. I'm pretty embarrassed, but you happen to see where my horse went? You know. Yeah. Like,
3: uh, yeah. Usually the guy on foot needs to be the guy that's uh,
0: more graceful. <laughs> yeah, a little uh culpa, if you will. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You would have thought humility already got to him when he hit the ground.
0: I <laughs> yeah.
2: <know.
0: laughs> I think it knocked it all out of him, yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: sure. Unless you're unless something some bone's sticking out somewhere, if you don't get up and uh not happy that you're all intact, then you have the wrong perspective on
0: life. And your horse too. Yeah, like he didn't get busted up. You're okay. Like bruised my pride. Yeah, that's a good point, Richard. Yeah. I'm
1: not sure. Uh, not sure, quite sure where his mind was, but I didn't know who he was at first. But in talking to some folks later on, they said he has a chance <laughs> to be a little hot-headed.
3: So, I've had uh, guys. I've I've had guys' horses ride off and had they not been very polite to me, I only half liked them anyways, so they probably do it. I wouldn't have gone after their horse.
0: <laughs> There's that also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've chosen wisely, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
3: <sighs> we've been we've been busy weaning cattle, so uh and all the joys of that so um calves are really uh do a quick fence line wean on them it's uh they i think a lot of them uh they're pretty happy they did pretty, so good i think a lot of them were already mostly weaned, don't so. have weaned
2: anyways. yeah
3: that, yeah that helps a lot with the stress level and the more bigger ones you have the less the other uh calves seem to get all worried about stuff and we got them in with the bowls so they
0: uh, everybody's just nice and calm. And so can't ask for more than that. Um, do you wean it a certain number of days, Richard, or does it kind of depend on the year, or do you have a, a program where you have to have a, so many uh, days on, on Mama Cow? Um,
3: I could disqualify myself from some program, but I just listen. When the
0: ball's out of them, they're weaned. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just care. Yeah, some people are like, "That's the first Thursday after Thanksgiving," and other people will have a program. And some folks are like, "Dude, this year they're already weaned off, or I'm either going to wean, maybe even wean early because of the grass yeah. or the calves or whatever." So I just curious what your what your system. Was we weren't
3: like. even. We were still. We were still in residual glass this time last year, and some of the people are on cattle for it were like, "How come you have a wean nose? Why would I wean them? Everything's good." So, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a difficult person to work with. I, I like to think of the cow-calf unit. That's, I like to put that first. And if everything's hunky-dory and there's feed to eat, why get a big yank about it? So, that'd I mean, <laughs> be really? You wild man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's all about keeping a ball, iced and calm. I I like a nice, calm bunch of cows. I don't like to get there, stir them up. We weaned a little bit earlier this year than we did last year, so
1: um,
3: everybody's content. So that makes me content. Uh, I I don't know. I think uh, weaning is we've gotten a lot better at weaning in the last twenty years because I remember some huge wrecks when I was a mm. kid. I have no desire to re re-experience that. That's uh, one of the worst things. Get a big wreck with a bunch of calves is about the most miserable thing you can do.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) especially like it would be about seven to ten days after you finally got through that battle too then everything just went totally to hell. I like uh, – I think fence line winning probably helps quite a bit. I think just being in tune of when they're kind of ready to go um, certainly helps. Well, let's say not like –
3: I'm by no means an expert, but a lot of things were in our favor this year. The calves were a little bigger. They, uh, probably the mothers weren't producing as much milk and it was nice and cold when we were weaning them. So, I mean, weaning in a nice, when it's nice and crisp and stays crisp all day seems to be ideal to me. So it just, uh, like just does a good mix of conditions. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so what are you going to do? It's just, it uh, can be bad. It can be good. It was good. So,
0: timing, man, like a how's, rain
3: dance how's that, important. How's that for completely non committal?
0: About as good but. as you can get, really. I think that realtor thing's rubbing off on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really uh, depends on a lot of factors and how they come together and when. Yeah. And we're just going to have to play this by ear. Yeah. And <laughs> as
3: you can tell, I'm absolutely not a systems guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is that also. Yes. Well, I think you yeah, have a lot of systems going on all at the same time, though. I think that's what's got My
3: favorite be. conversation is what I call the girl at the vet. And I said, I'm going to wean Wednesday. Is there a vet available? And she's like, Yes. Do you have vaccine? Uh-huh, I don't know. We might. I'm going to go have to look. How many? Not sure. I'm not sure yet. More yeah. than 150. <laughs> well, could you get a count on that? Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> where are you gonna be sometimes, at uh, sometimes they call me a couple days before they are like did you count those cattle yet I'm like uh no um I'll have cash call you <laughs> when,
1: when are you get, when are you starting to cab down there Richard
3: uh already are you no <laughs> mostly <laughs> most of them come in January we got some uh we get some early guys uh because we run in the desert ones that get bred like when we first get out there mm-hmm. they start breeding now so um yeah we 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 might actually i don't know we keep having this many early calves we might just go to separate them up and have a fall fall bunch we'll see how it goes yeah. so but the calves that are born now man they they look good And the reason that we moved, we used to calve in March, but uh, we got a little bit of sickness in the ground Mm -hmm. in our valley. So we think that maybe our theory is if we can get them born when that's frozen, when they can take care of them, uh, they stand a better chance if they have about 150 pounds, 200 pounds before they get into that sickness. Anyways, this will be the third year of that experiment, so. Yeah, it was a little better this year, last year, and I think it should be better this year. We get a good mineral program going with them, and it should should work out all right.
0: Adapt and overcome, my good sir. I like it. Yeah. Outstanding. I hate being in Adel in April. So. Well, okay then. Yeah. I think I saw that on a T-shirt one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i hate <laughs> illinois nazis and i hate Adele yeah. in april yeah
3: <laughs> the worst place to be on the face of this world with a calf is Adele in april <clears throat> with so. a calf
0: yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh what was the um you were laying some pipe through the day you want to talk about that a bit that was look pretty interesting what was going on out there
3: so we're reviv. so we're part of the mc i don't know how many people know that but uh used to be a big ranch we're part of it um it was split up by sixteen times, and it's a little smaller now. It's like nine people run on it now. But uh, one of the pieces that never got sold was a place called the Sandlots, and this is a term that Western term that's not even around anymore. But they had what they call California pens, these big feedlot pens. So we have bunkers along, them, and then these big, uh, big feedlot pens in the sand, these sand dunes and it's got vegetation and brush and everything out of them. That a water system, it's a gravity feed water system and it feeds out about 1,500 feet each way. So we have each, so there's one, two, three, four, four, five, About seven pins and then it's split up one one in the middle and then one feeds two on the end and the other one feeds two on the end. I guess it's just six pins, but we're we're gonna split it up. So we we added some more so we could make some of those pins a little bit smaller. And uh, yeah, so we haven't really ever fully utilized it since we've it's we've had about probably about 20 years. It's just been a place where we had the bulls or mm-hmm. pulled one shot cows or something. But uh, so we're sort of uh, rejiggering that so we can have a few more options um, running a little bit more cattle than we historically had run in there since we joined into the mc so nice to have a place to go stand some cattle and get them out of the way sometimes so give them some good fresh water and uh we have uh, some neighbors that well the mc feedlot is operational and then there's a neighbor that has another feedlot that's operational and it's it's right in between those two places so okay we have the option of having them just run down and feed their rations one of them is a natural setup for nat- natural cattle anyways so they can just run across the street and if we need to and chuck some feed in the bunks and yeah so we we have uh we're interested to see what the future brings with it but it's uh i think it'll be a useful tool we're just learning we are, we don't 100 percent know where we're going but we thought maybe having good water would be a good start
0: i like it yeah outstanding that's way cool, cool.
3: Oh, and my brother-in-law is the Western Poly Pipe. He's a big, big uh, Poly Pipe dealer on the West Coast, and so I'm gonna give him a free plug. No offense, Bo. Sorry. Bo's <laughs> <laughs> okay um, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So he's really been hustling the last two or three years, putting together this little side company that he has, and. Uh, So he came and helped us roll out um, some stuff, and we got an excavator and go back and bury that line. We got a trencher that was uh, not quite up for the task, so we uh, had to improvise and get an excavator in, and so we'll be doing that for – as soon as we get done – of course, everything all happens at once, so as soon as we get the cattle more strained out, then we'll probably dive back into that pipeline.
2: (laughs)
0: I don't want you to get bored. Yeah. That's, 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 you know, devil's playground. Uh, anything else? That's pretty good update so far, there, boys. Yep, that's, that, that's good for me.
2: All
0: right. Let's see. I right, and nothing near, near as exciting as a fighting fence line or a good pipeline or nothing like that. It's Just been good, good week of work. Had some good meetings coming together right before Thanksgiving. Had a nice, relaxing Thanksgiving around here. Had the, uh, he'll smoke Turkey in full effect. And, uh, yeah, one of the best turkeys I've ever made actually somehow. So, uh, just been helping uh, out building a little occasional, uh, some fence repairs and some Christmas decorating and, uh, stuff's progressing on the Hacienda. So all the inspections and repairs and back and forth. And so hopefully, um, I think mid December scheduled to hopefully close on the, uh, super Southern command center. So, that's uh, keeping me entertained, and I had some work done on my pickup. Uh, somebody backed into me in a parking lot a while ago, and uh needed to get that fixed, and my buddy knew the uh, the cool um, guy I talked about a few weeks ago that did all the hot rods and stuff. They had some spare time, so he let me wheel my pickup into there, and, and they, uh, the boys jumped on it. I had it back in like a day, so um, it's pretty cool to have a shop of that caliber so close by. I was like... I'm like, you guys working on my pickup's like having Gordon Ramsay make me a cheese sandwich, you know? It's just like <laughs> completely – yeah, fix this Toyota pickup up a little dent in the back bumper, you know? And they got a 68 Charger they're still working on at the same time. It's like, whatever. But the guy's so cool. He's just a blast to talk with. He's always got good stories. So, uh, I guess that was the highlight to get my – took my pickup in Tuesday morning and picked it up Wednesday morning. So, um, that's pretty slick. Yeah, and they did a tremendous job. I'd plug his shop. I just can't remember the damn name of it. Some weird kind of funky monkey shop name, but they do awesome work. So yeah, just gotta get everything squared away and uh, good week of work and and uh, going from there. Yeah, so not near near as intense or involved, but uh, that's okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll live through it. Yeah, Um very cool. Do you guys, everybody, say? So, We'll move on to our next segment now, uh, where you have our, traditionally, we'll have our uh, movie updates. We go through, and, and Richard's giving us a view of the, the Hound Dog Central he's living in right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, whatever, there's a chair busted up on a mantle. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Looks like uh, either college or you have a child. Yes. I have a 2 year I have a very active three-year-old which who went to... Is-
3: is in the Nevada desert right now with his grandparents and his mother.
0: Yeah, so it almost looks like Pollo lives there during college. It's probably the same amount of interaction. A random three year old or yeah. Pollo. Yeah.
3: So I, I've been uh, madly doing laundry and uh, washing dishes all day, catching up. Quite so the, when the domestic br- time. Of course, uh, I didn't do very good on that part of it, but yeah, so when the bride gets back, uh, Hopefully things will be a little better than she left.
0: <laughs> always a goal, right? Have the house better yeah. when the wife gets back than when she left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I, that's a good.
2: That, that
1: doesn't always add up. I washed the dishes. Kel left this afternoon to go visit a friend. And I did the dishes and cleaned the kitchen. And she didn't even notice when she got home. so.
3: You just gotta stand there in the kitchen it,
0: with your hands on your hips. Notice anything? I think that we
3: we, th- we think it's a much bigger deal than it is. Look, I did cleaning.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I I think it's not as
0: big a deal as they sometimes make it. Right. I think it's both. Yeah. yeah sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, look, I just paid the driveway. You're like, yeah, but I eat do this glass of water. Yeah. So it, there's a balance. Yeah. Don't
1: take marriage advice from me, though. <laughs>
0: I don't think anybody's qualified to get marriage advice. <laughs> no. Ever. In general. That's like not not you guys, particularly like in general, ever. Yeah. So it's is she there right now? Is she giving you the stink eye?
1: Oh no, she's going
3: to oh.
0: bed. Oh, okay.
3: I was thinking Raleigh's probably more likely to go after a horse with no rider than he is to give marriage advice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One's definitely better to listen to
0: what's it? I can't remember what movie it was, but this it was an old cowboy guy and he's like, "I'd rather drink turpentine and piss on a brush fire than do that and i think I think it falls into that same category
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I don't know you might be better off to take marriage advice
0: than dating advice, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. If you, if you are giving marriage advice, at least you got through the dating portion. So there, maybe there's that also. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to say that the dating didn't go as well as the marriage has gone because it sure went through a lot more dates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, before you buy a rig, you want to test drive a couple, right? You know? So
1: yeah. Yeah, but you're not supposed to take them back wrecked. <laughs>
0: You kind know, of like James Bond when he turns the car back in, it's always just beat the shit. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> yeah. How did this so quickly just spiral? Like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, somebody brought it back, brought up a while ago. We were going to talk about dating advice on here, and I thought, yeah. man, that just a cluster waiting to happen with me.
0: Uh, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I think a long time ago, Bo. I think it was Bo sitting and he liked it some best pickup lines, you know, and I was like, man, we've talked about those a little bit. And those are some just kind of gold that you don't want to just give away either, you know, and sometimes um, they're out of context. They're not here as good. So I'm just saying, I think I think we'll get some more advice. I think uh, just because people just maybe just do the complete opposite of what we say. I think that's a probably a solid plan.
3: Really? I thought we nailed it last time.
0: Well, yeah. I, I think we did on the cows. Yeah. 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 We got thumbs up on that one. Yeah. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that might be the only dating question that any of us were qualified to answer. Though.
1: <laughs> did I miss that one?
0: I think you did. You did. Yeah. You did miss that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's rewind. A new segment on far reaches let's rewind <laughs> the question was i believe um richard i might get this wrong so correct me um if you get a divorce and you get the cows is that a win or a loss <laughs> is this
2: where the fifth amendment came in <laughs> what's that
1: is this where the fifth amendment comes yes in? exactly right yes
0: <laughs> yes Yeah, Um, I don't remember what. I I wouldn't get either. Yeah, exactly. My point was like, well, you get the cows, but you get half the labor now. So what the hell? So (laughs) we also determined an old gal with
3: cows is never lonely.
0: Yes. Yeah. Unless (laughs) they want to be. That was the caveat. Yeah, unless they don't want anybody else around. Yeah. Oh, what didn't she get? Two points of hotness boost also. Like from a from a five to a seven or seven to a nine, if she's got cows, yeah.
3: Like I told, like I said, I mean, just because I own cows, I went from I went all the way up to three.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There, all the way up to a the three. There
1: is no glamour whatsoever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we got a little sidetracked on that one, but I forgot about Richard being all the way up to a three. I'm not sure if anybody approved that, actually, but it's his story. So, yeah. <laughs> the International Committee is still yet to rule. Yeah, so.
3: <laughs> hey. Like I told the hand one time in Nevada, I might not be the best looking, but I would be a damn fine Irish sheep herder cover cover boy. (laughs) How long had you been
0: in the desert when you came up with that one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What part of the desert were you in? What? What part of the desert were you in? I was
2: in
3: northern Nevada. Yeah. Yep. It'll happen. They were making fun of me because I wasn't a skinny Nevada cowboy. No. Oh, I said yeah. I may not be a skinny Nevada cowboy, but if there was an Irish Sheepherders Monthly, I'd be
0: the cover boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the day Richard decided to start his own magazine. Yes. <laughs> well that just
1: went public.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's one edition. It's very rare, highly sought after. Yeah, it's a blurry <laughs> picture of Richard on the front. It's, he was still perfecting the selfie at that point.
3: There's a whole island full of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just Big pictured movie. the whole. What's that despicable <laughs> me with the what's the little yellow buggies called the um, the the minions? Yeah, I thought I just pictured yeah. a whole island of Richard minions running around. Yeah. yeah.
3: What? I don't know how uh, how a whole bunch of uh, red-headed, skinny women got stuck with a bunch of Neanderthal Viking-looking dudes, but cruel
0: twist to fate. <laughs> That's why they're so fiery. Yes. <laughs> inner burn. Yeah. <laughs> Derailed. Yeah. And Raleigh's, Raleigh's just been looking at us, for those of you who are, are not watching this, you're listening, driving He's down the road. He's thinking There's like 18 things have gone through Raleigh's brain and like for some reason he's held a man he's giggled he's still pondering he's like should i say that shit out loud should i just let these two a-holes continue to run the rope out yeah it's uh i encourage you to go back and watch this what about minute 35 or so yeah it's worth watching
1: what do you get what comes with the subscription to that magazine velcro gloves what (laughs) What do we get? Uh, there's there's just a million questions going through my mind here.
0: Like, this is, yeah, I used to get like, this the, you know, go
1: a lot of different directions right now.
0: Remember, you used to get like the football phone from Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Would you get like a little furball phone or something with the Sheepherder heard her monthly? You
2: know?
0: <laughs> know, Ooh, the new cook stoves are out this year early. That's nice. Yeah, that's
3: <laughs> the, the calendar is something else. Let me tell you. It's this probably a border collie centerfold, now. isn't it? <laughs> Girls in wolf sweaters.
0: <laughs> well, I'm impressed there's females at least. Yeah, that's good.
2: So <laughs>
3: best what? 12 pints of Guinness poured this year.
0: Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Our man on the street gives his review, like literally on the street, yeah. <laughs> Oh, how to run a six month tab and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to have to have a whole subsection about this month on Irish Sheep Herder Monthly. Yeah. <laughs> it's only one episode a year, but don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. The law stands at a Danzy,
3: Danny boy.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what happens when Irish eyes are smiling? Yeah. It was yeah. Weird. Oh. <laughs> Reno hair tribute. Yes.
1: <laughs> like 20 minutes ago, we were going to go into
0: a new subject. We were going to talk about the movie we've been talking about. <laughs> dating advice. We did a quick rewind on last yeah, times. How, what
1: I want to know is how come we it went from dating advice to sheep herding? I mean,
0: <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Well, I... I uh, you got to talk about the target audience, you know. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> oh. Again, yeah. That's why I try I to. Write. Give
3: you a little, I have to give you a little background on that day. So we're riding out across the desert. We're, we went and got about thirty head of uh, cattle that sort of got wispy weaned. So there's some big old yearling type six, seven hundred pound calves with it, but Elena, it was the first time I'd ever gone riding with Elena, and so all the cowboys, of course, were hitting on her. (coughs) Anyways, so uh, it was looking pretty bad for me, and then we had to rope something, Mm. and the cowboys got mucked out and lost the rope, and I was like, shit. Last thing I want to do is go explain to my dad that we were roping something, and everybody's rope got attached to it. So it was running down a goalie, and it uh it sort of paused for a second, and so I just jumped off and bulldogged it bulldogged it, <laughs> got all the ropes off of it, and she's like, "I have never seen anything like that." And I was like, yeah, yep, yeah, I've never done anything like that. <laughs> that makes two of us, darling. yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I was like, "Yep, yeah, no problem." <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the day the cowboys, you're like holy shit, the cowboys
3: were pretty quiet the rest of the ride back
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it did it have horns or was it slick did you just like muscle it down or did you actually get the chance to like turn it i just like
3: i just my child uh, we along and he just sort of He just sort of stopped, so I just uh, pulled the horse up real quick, jumped off the side of him, but jumped on his head. (laughs)
2: So I was hoping for maybe a little bit more graceful.
3: No, it wasn't graceful at all. It was mostly just brute. It was more like a train wreck than you think graceful. Mm -hmm. Everybody hurt
0: at the end. And that's why I'm not a skiing little Nevada cowboy, because this comes in handy every once in a while.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to get up when you got 300 pounds sitting on your head. That's what she said.
0: (laughs) 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 Again, folks, if you're not watching the video, you're missing out, because Raleigh's eyes just bugged out like he said on an electric fence. It was hilarious. Yeah. Sorry, had some visuals from keep creeping days. It happens. It happens. Oh, and that's when Al knew that she'd met the right man right there. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) Improvise and overcome. That's the that's the that's the Richard way. Yeah. Ah, so great rewind. We went clear back in the courting days. Yeah.
3: That's how not to have long conversations about proper animal handling with Dick Bradbury.
0: <laughs> Those are coveted workshops, too, kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there needs to be a book written on this.
0: <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely.
2: <sighs>
0: Whew, I got to think about where we're at now. My four iPads went to sleep. I lost my notes. So oh, here we are. Okay. Yeah. Outstanding. So. Yeah, recap a little bit. We've had our weekly introduction. We did a little bit of a dating rewind so we could drag Raleigh into our personal hell about the uh, cattle question that was sent in to us, which led to some uh, reminiscing, Uh, Richard talking about some of his dreams of starting his own magazine, and then an early, early impressive branching story about when he was first writing with his wife, so wasn't the wife at the moment, but I'm pretty sure it's a huge contributing factor to the fact that they now are experiencing wedded bliss so for those of you out there well, listening court, court the bride courting the bride courting the bride exactly congratulations good sir you done well yeah so good to be happier for you okay well yeah. now we're gonna officially kick it into the movie review of the week um raleigh picked a great movie um called trump Gardens, and it's by an author and um uh, named Dinesh D'Souza, who's in uh, a, a really interesting past. I've seen him on TV quite a bit. I hadn't really dug into his history to a large degree until I started thinking about this movie and um, where we were going from there. Uh, you know, he calls it Trump Card, and, and Rawls and I'll kick it to you for a second too, but, you know, after watching it, uh, that was the, I think people read the title and think it's just all about Trump. It's not really. It's about America, I think, is what I really appreciated it. So, um maybe uh, tell us what led you to to bring this movie up, and and what are your thoughts about it? Um, honestly, I
1: I kind of looked into Dinesh back when he was put into was sentenced during the mm-hmm. Obama administration because uh, he he was part, and that was kind of a interesting thing when it happened in my mind so i've kind of followed along his storyline a little bit you know they bring him on as a commentator on several news stations too uh, periodically and when he wrote or when this movie movie documentary whatever you want to call it came out it just seemed intriguing to me um after listening to all of it, all of his interviews you know, I, I kind of really started to appreciate and enjoy his perspective on things. And he's a very intelligent guy, um, just, and always has a lot of background to back up his data and what he has to say. And when I saw that movie it had come out on, I don't remember, Netflix or what it was on for sure, but uh, it was something that I was interested in watching hadn't watched it up until I'd mentioned it. So... Mm-hmm. I was more more naming in the state of the world's affairs right now. I was curious as to what this man had to say and I thought it'd be fun to talk about with you guys.
0: Yeah, and and I I uh like I said I had looked too deeply into but you know it was interesting to find out and he was, you know, immigrated from India and so he has an interesting perspective about India and that's history with socialism and where they're at now and how they've sort of adapted and gone to a more you know definitely a capitalist side side of the society. So his perspective, I think it's always really interesting to hear from people who have come here from other places and have experienced these other systems in the world. Um, you know, and obviously they're all they're all different, and you know, not not really anything's as free as we are here. And so, for his perspective, I think it's really good to hear that. Um, Richard must have just fallen down the stairs or something. (laughs) We lost to Richard. Um, So, yeah, I I think he did a phenomenal job. Um, Again, like, he really just explored these different – I call them buckets. You know, all the buckets, really, that I think that the the, we call the left or the Democrats or whoever you want to put them into. Society in general almost kind of divides up into every faction and kind of how they're being approached and what they're about. You know, so he talks – about basically all the buckets uh, of people and how they're impacted and what they're doing and how slightly how they've interacted with the current president, but mostly just about how they're perceived and, and dealt with and, and tries to talk to some people from each of those groups, uh, be it black people, be it Islam, be it a uh, gay community, wherever. And so I think that was the most interesting part for me was just like this picture of America and, and how everybody's, you know, coming together and for me I guess when we went to, when I was in school back in my day you know we were really kind of taught about America being a melting pot you know like everybody brought some of their culture with them and when they got here we all kind of assimilated was the word and we, we became Americans and that's what we were first and foremost as Americans and so that's how I guess that's where I come from mentally is like we all come to that as when we're better for all the things that we brought to this country and then it seems in the past 10 or 15 years people have been getting put off in their own little buckets and sub and then american and that's where i think a lot of our descents come from because we lose track of the fact that we're we're americans first we're all here in the same pile in this melting pot you don't lose your culture but there's a bigger culture that everybody's part of
1: no, I felt like the you know, really shed a lot of light on identity politics mm-hmm. and and going back to what you're saying about Americans all coming in and being what they bring to the American culture, but he really divided things up and put a pretty clear perspective on what um what all we're dealing with right now. I mean, as far as race and and religion and the the things that are really divisive in america right now and kind of gives some backstories on a lot of them what are your thoughts richard uh i like dnes
3: souza um he originally wrote a book in two called 2008 uh about obama Mm -hmm. um and one of the most brilliant things he do, did is uh wrote actually found Michelle Obama's PhD um dissertation or master's dissertation about medieval uh medieval oh blacksmiths and published a snippet of it. It was incomprehensible. It was unbelievable. Anyways, uh, then he goes back and he, uh, sort of, uh, does a background on, uh, Obama's grandparents and his father and, uh, Kenya and so, and his parents. So it's pretty interesting, um, history on what is behind him. And it's also the first, after reading that book, it caused me to go and read rules for revolutionaries by Saul Lewinsky.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: And, uh. Yeah, which was a huge eye-opener for me. And if anybody can stomach it, it's it's uh, worth the read because you can see that playbook um, on the left side playing out every day, and it gets more and more. It's amazing the impact that that one man had on um, that part of our politics. And just yeah. how uh, unethical and... He was willing to be to accomplish the end. And you see it, it he and uh, Obama and Hillary Clinton were both disciples of uh, Lelandsky and spent a lot of time with him. So uh, you can see what his impact has had on our last 30 years of politics. And it's pretty uh, eye opening. The uh, Deschutes also worked for Ronald Reagan. And uh, so he uh, has been sort of indoctrinated in politics for a long time and to see the arc of his career and him going to being a academic and working in politics and then actually having, having caused such a stir that he got put in jail um, and then had to be pardoned. It's just a, he's a, and like you said, coming from India, it's an interesting thing. Um, one thing I think that I think we get caught up in this idea of socialism because we don't know what we're transitioning into in our body politics and what our what the culture is going to look like in the next 20 years. And it's really convenient to label it something like uh, socialism, but I don't really think that's what it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be more along the lines of
0: capitalism. We just don't know what it's going to be.
2: It's difficult and I think the, that,
0: a lot of the I people that are pushing it, they are calling it democratic socialism. That's the term yeah. that they've coined. I don't know what the hell that means. That seems like an oxymoron to me.
3: I think that's the other thing, the interesting thing about people that the culture of America is, uh, we live in a world now that is pretty, um, sanitized and uh, how would you say this with the exception of like emerging countries and third world Um, but what people forget is that the Americans on whole are one of the most violent races on the planet and uh, I don't think that particular quality of our character we haven't been pushed quite to that limit and so I was, I went, that movie made me go back and read excerpts from, uh, the sovereign individual mm. and their premise is that we are going through this. And this is also what I read from, uh, George Freeman and Peter Zeon. We're going through this transition culturally across the world. We're transitioning into something we've never seen before. Like we transferred from knights to, uh, cavalry to, um, the army in World War One. It's more sophisticated. World War Two. Desert Storm. More sophisticated. a war for now is more sophisticated. But with each one of those transitions and each different type of leader, we have the culture changes and the systems that we use to govern ourselves change. And we are going through a particularly tremendous, turmoil. We're going through a how would you say it, a traumatic time right now because we are making a huge cultural shift and we label it capitalism or socialism or communism because we don't know what the next thing is to label it. But I can guarantee you what
0: we're going to, is not going to be socialism. Well, I think that's the goal of some people. I think what their, what their thought about it might be. Um, I, I have more faith, I think in the American people than that. Um, i think there's just too many examples of of where it's failed every single time and, yeah. and i dinesh they had a clip of him and he, he gave an, it was one of his talks and he gave an example of that he said socialism is the second most blatantly failed idea in the world right behind slavery and you never hear anybody say you know slavery could work if we just did it right like that's how insane it is. And it's the same thing with socialism. Like it's the same level of assholishness. There's no way you do it quote unquote, right. You know, um, you guys, the government can't run the freaking post office. You expect them to have this whole system of whatever you want to capitalize it as bad choice of words for me. But like, um, you know, I just don't have any faith in what they do at all. And it's, it breeds corruption too. socialism does.
3: Well, the other thing is the, what every one of these systems always comes down to is uh, the people that are feeding you. And as soon Mm -hmm. as the people that are feeding you lose interest in feeding you. (laughs) And so like socialism, last time it really took hold, there was half as many people on the planet if you think about that now try and do that same system and feed twice as many people as last time we tried it that's not going to work very well
0: well we already saw that when we did the first lockdown like the stores were empty
3: yeah I, see some, I saw some YouTube videos where they're talking that there's a, like uh, New Mexico they shut down eight stores that almost caused a
0: complete collapse of their system So anyways, but let's hope people remember that. Yeah. I think I really think a lot more people should watch this movie just because of what it shows about America, where we are at, some of the people involved. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. Probably going to watch it again because it was just, I felt it informative and I didn't get the sense, you know, he's not really pushing it wasn't like this, you know. I guess conservative stronghold kind of movie. It was. I thought it was just really informative, and I really enjoyed it. So,
3: I did too. I always liked the Desha stuff. But if you ever get a chance to like look up some of his uh, YouTube debates, there I watched quite amazing. a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's one of the most, He's probably one of the best debaters that I've ever seen, and you could always tell the he's so good at it. Those guys get trapped within the first five minutes of the conversation, mm-hmm. and then every everything that he just he brings it all at the end. It just
0: polarizes them. Yeah, it's so, that's one of my yeah. favorite uh, favorite YouTube worm, wormholes I go down as often. Some of his speeches, and and you know they'll get invited to university to come talk about just politics, basically. So yeah, um,
2: I'll damn try good to movie find the debate.
0: Yeah, good pick, Rolls. And the book is "It's Rules for Radicals, I believe, not Revolutionaries, Richard, just to be a stickler. Okay, it's, Rules it's for similar. Radicals yeah.
3: is written by uh, Saul. Is it? Yeah, Saul Alinsky, so
0: rules. 1971, Rules for Radicals.
3: Oh, well, then Rules for Revolutionaries is written by Guy Kawasaki?
0: Maybe. That sounds right. Let me look real quick. For those of you who are playing long at home, I'm looking this up on my phone at the same time. Rules for revolutionaries. Uh, Becky Bond and Zach Exley, this says. Oh. While you're looking, can you see which one Guy Kawasaki wrote? Because it's amazing. Guy Kawasaki. I shall indeed. Yes. Here's a topic. Talk amongst yourselves. Rhode Island. You know the rest. I'm not. I was at a... What happened in Rhode Island? Oh, it's either a road nor an island. Discuss. Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Classic Saturday Night Live. Yeah.
4: they island
0: to themselves. Yes, very well. He's uh, Rules for Revolutionaries. Maybe he wrote part of that or something. Too. It's on his list also. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a great book. Oh, he was... Good. He was the main marketer for Apple back in the glory days. Yeah. Yeah. The Macintosh way was one of his things he worked on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's the one, he's the guy that coined the the phrase inv- evangelist in like a business type of thing. So there's oh, still Silicon Valley. There's still guys in Silicon Valley that consider them like tech evangelists or, you know, they still throw that word around. He's the guy that coined it. So, Yeah, don't confuse that with the Saul book because the Guy
0: Kawasaki book is amazing. I've not read Rules for Radicals for a long, long. I think 8th or ninth grade, I think that one came across my desk. It's been a long time. Um, But I'll need to check out Guys as well. So, very cool. Very cool. That leads us. Any more comments on the movie? I think that was a really good movie. I encourage anybody, despite the title, if you like Trump or not, I don't care. Watch this movie because it's not really about him; it's about America, which I think is a great thing. Um, I really top of the top of the list, Rawls. It was a great job. I would, I would. One thing I would encourage people to do is,
3: oh, I guess read between the lines and to realize that. Well, I, I guess I'm probably in a minority, but one of the things that tends to be happening is that regardless of what happens, that the United States is pulling out of the international stage and isolating mm-hmm. back towards our country, and a lot of people don't believe that who the president has anything to do with that. It's just a natural thing that we're progressing. We're pulling back from the national stage, and there's going to be a lot more uh, that's going to shape what the new leadership looks like. And we're just in this really, uh, um, we're in this really, whoever's going to be, who are, who's the leaders now? This is like the swan song of, a of another, of something that's dying and what emerges next is really where we're going. So, um, this, this is just the end of a era and, the, we're going to a tumultuous transition, and so pinning—if we—if you use the framework of what happened before too much, then you're probably not gonna. It's probably not a good predictor as to where, where we're going. So just keep an open mind about that.
0: Well, so do you think we should be more involved in the world stage or less? um The thinkers
3: there's three different thinkers that I follow and really with the collapse of the cold war our need to be on the world stage is lessened and with our geographic uh advantages we have no as long as we're not protecting ourselves from nuclear missiles we mostly can produce all our own energy food and natural resources here in the United States so we don't need to be out globe trotting be the American police if we don't have anything to police. And the re- reason that we became the world police is to, when we were worried that the Russians were going to kill us. Now that Russia is going to be a failed state and uh, all the indications is that the Chinese economy is going to collapse pretty soon. The best place for Americans to be is sitting on our ass back on our own continent. So I concur, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, what that's going to look like, neither Biden or Trump or any of those guys, they can't stop it. It's already stopped. We're, we're pulling back from the world, and uh, we're going to see how they beat themselves up, and we'll reemerge
0: when uh, it's safe again. Mm. Seldom influenced turtle policy. Yes. Pull back in your shell and wait.
3: Yeah. It's a fascinating to learn about, like, we have the great, though the prediction is the countries with the greatest geographical advantages currently are France, uh, Argentina, Japan, and the United States. Hmm. Interesting. Four countries that have the geographical advantage to uh, weather the next 20 to 30 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all for um, kind of keeping young grass mode for a while instead of what we have been doing for a long time, for many different reasons, um, so interesting.
1: You mentioned Japan. What from from a geographical standpoint? What exactly puts them on the same platform as the rest? They of can
3: control the the um all the shipping lines. They their navy's already more comp- complex than uh, China's. China's basically hemmed in as is Russia for part of the year there's the
2: yeah.
3: where your ports are and your geographical entrance. So as long as, uh, our Navy is seven times larger than it's probably even larger than that. But so we have 12 to 13 super carriers and China has two and they're both built on holes that were made meant to be casino ships. So, uh, they're probably diesel run of our carriers. I think that most of them now have been converted to nuclear. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. And then you have to think of with the every carrier group. Micah probably knows this. Every carrier has a complement of ships that goes with it. So and we've been bolstering Japan's Japan's been making all the net right transitions to to uh navigate the future. And they have the navy to do it, and they have the geographic isolation to do it. So, if you're gonna go step on Japan, you're gonna have a hard time because they they have less to defend, and they have a better they have the navy, plus they have us watching their back. I can guarantee you, if anything happens with Japan, our Pacific fleet will be right there to probably give them a hand, since they're probably the closest thing we have
0: to an ally going into the future. Never know where you're going to end up, yeah. Yeah.
3: Odds of them not being our ally are pretty
0: slim. I'd say, yeah. Uh, Oh, quick football score update. Oregon State has defeated University of Oregon in the Civil War game. Uh, That's a little update. uh, That happened about five minutes ago. So this is a pretty monumental podcast because that hasn't happened in a long ass time. (laughs) (laughs) See what happens when you don't watch? Yeah, exactly. We got it a system. Joel watched the game. I did not. So, and whatever that takes, we'll do it again next time. Yeah. So, uh, great movie, Rawls. Uh, appreciate that for sure. And, again, if anybody's not seen it, I encourage you to do that. Also, check out some more stuff by Dinesh. His books and some other movies are, are really interesting. And I just like his approach uh, and its appreciation for what, uh, what America has afforded him. So, Outstanding. That leads us to our soon-to-be-sponsored segment, I believe, the intellectual moment of the week. I'll have to get a nice sound clip with that. So, uh, I've got a, a random quote that I came across. I think that's going to dovetail well with our existing conversation. So, uh, if you'll uh, bear with me, I will read that to you now. And it's uh, by James Madison, our fourth president. Uh, Knowledge will forever govern ignorance. And a people who mean to be their own governors must arm themselves with a power, which knowledge gives. So you got to know what you need to know. Richard, did you hear all that quote? I did. Okay. Excellent. What's your thoughts?
3: I love Madison. Uh, I think that's true. I think the ignorant guy in the short term can sometimes, be completely frustrating, and
2: oh, yeah, like
0: playing poker things. against somebody yeah. who has no idea that's totally frustrating. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, I guess it's a matter of whether,
0: yeah, I
3: don't know. I think Madison's brilliant. I mean, I think the electrical college was
0: mostly Madison, electoral yeah. college, Elect- electoral. Yeah, they had, they had yeah. lights there too, it was pretty cool. Yeah, lights, yeah. Uh, so. Now he was very, uh, you know, had a hand in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution as well, had a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me, too, that at this time when we're supposedly surrounded by knowledge, a lot of it is, is filtered and shut off or we just don't pay attention to it. And so there's never been a time I think we have more knowledge at our fingertips and either we're somebody else keeps us from seeing it or we don't notice it ourselves. Too. So that's why it struck me so, so hard is that we need to be properly informed. Also, what do you think, Ross? Lay it on me.
1: Uh, you know, knowledge is monumental when it comes to most aspects of our life. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of analogies a guy could use, but when it when it comes to governing and you know we, we talk about ignorance there and that it's kind of goes back to the old adage you sit back and wait long enough for, an idiot'll put a foot in his mouth and <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't know I, I like I like hearing quotes like that because you you find a lot of truth and truths within it mm-hmm. uh, just the yeah, it, it very wise words. I don't know much about Madison. It sounds like Richard, you spent some time reading about him, and but um, it, it's it's always interesting to me to hear quotes from a lot of the people who were the the forefathers of our Constitution and, and the the early years of where the U.S. came from, mm-hmm. and the foresight that those people had came from wisdom of quotes such as that to really set us up for where we're still at today. I mean, yeah, there are countries that in a quandary right now as to where it's headed, but um, the, the, the things that they knew from prior government types um, overseas and where mm-hmm. the, how they knew to implement them into the, the Constitution was brilliant to say the
0: least yeah yeah it's amazing um and it it sparks my brain too kind of embarrassed that i i can't even name all the presidents in in a row like you know i know it starts with george washington and you know lincoln's number 15 or 16 or you know so part of my thought after reading this too is like i need to study presidential history a bit more it's all out there like there's no there's no secrets you know and there's such great books about written by about a lot of them Um, So that's going to be one of my side projects is to delve into that. that Nothing else. I just want to know the presidents, you know, which is sad, but that was like sixth grade. So.
1: That that being said, I mean, I, I, one of my favorite topics when I was in school, you know, prior to college was history. Mm -hmm. And there was always a lot of comparisons that a person could, Take out of the stories and the history lessons that you were learning, and I look at our education system that we have today that lacks civics and, and quite frankly, a lot of history is missing from history books. Um, I would encourage anybody of younger generations because you're going to have to deal with even more of it down the road because of the distancing that there's been between the history books and their knowledge base now. Um, to dig in, to um, U.S. presidential history, constitutional history, just—it's a great system that America has, and and I feel one of the ways that that that's being compromised is through a lack of education. I would concur.
0: We have a special guest joining us too, Hayes Carl. No, wait, that's Joel Kern. Yeah, uh,
1: that's
4: Joel, Joel Kern. Where I best fellas.
0: Well, we'll rewind you real quick. And we're good at rewinds. Uh, we had some great uh, weekly updates from Richard and, and Raleigh. And we uh, talked a bit about the movie. talked a little bit about the dating advice we gave about the cows last time also. Um, we were just discussing. The, uh got through the movie. I had the quote. Let me read you the quote real quick again. Our intellectual moment of the week um, by James Madison. And it is knowledge will forever the president yes our fourth president uh was who it was so i'll read you the quote knowledge will forever govern ignorance and a people who mean to be their own governors must arm themselves with the power which knowledge gives that was our quote we were just starting to discuss oh good god so there was that yeah Uh, did you guys see the beavers win yeah I just highlighted everybody yeah <coughs> it was one for the ages yeah I won a lot of money
2: outstanding
4: <coughs> <coughs> sorry junior owe <MZ>, me 200 bucks <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's funny and we lost Joel Oh yeah. No. You might hit the button. My favorite I hope it's true about Madison is
3: that he took most of the notes for the con- during the Continental Convention which they uh go back and look at quite a bit. A lot of historians do. And he could write left-handed and right-handed and he could write in English and French at the same time. Oh wow. Really? So, but if you, I think the interesting thing about Madison is he's probably the most underlooked framer of the constitution, mm-hmm. but his contribution has probably been the most critical as the, as the Republic grows older. Like he, he had a really, he was really looking far out on his contributions where a lot of the other ones, a lot of the other framers were more in the moment. I think a lot of the longevity in the constitution comes from Madison.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize also he was secretary of state for Thomas Jefferson. I, I didn't even know that. I forgot that or didn't ever know it. So.
3: Well, he was also in Washington's cabinet. Oh wow! And uh, Washington won it. Washington had Hamilton and Madison, and probably the two. I mean, when you talk Benjamin Franklin, he was critical. Probably also a, a lot in the same vein as Madison. But it that there's a book by McKellen called "Team of Rivals," and it talks a lot about how Washington would in would purposely put Madison, Hamilton, and Jefferson in a room because of their diverse perspective on how they looked at stuff. And every time that they would call on Washington to lead, he would make those three – he really just facilitated their relationship because Hamilton and – Madison got along with both Hamilton and Jefferson, but Jefferson and Hamilton – didn't get along if it was Hamilton is the reason that we have a Fed and if had it been up to Jefferson we wouldn't have a federal or at the time it was the the U.S. Bank but morphed into the Federal Reserve and um, anyways Madison was there for all that and and then became president himself
0: and I think he served two terms also he did Yes. yes 1809 to 1817 yes was on my and he was cards. the
3: last yeah. was he the last was he the last founder to serve He
0: Frame- was our fourth president so most likely because about eighteen seventeen was when his term ended I don't honestly I don't know who the fifth president was, so I can't tell you, but I think Adam. so Adams was there was two adams that he might have been after um right. Quincy Adams
3: yeah John a., a and then there was
0: Quincy, yeah, and I know that Chester e. Arthur I think was the seventeenth because I know that in uh from uh, Die Hard, yeah.
3: The other one, the other interesting thing is Quincy Adams. So John Quincy Adams, the second Adams that was president, he spent quite a bit. He he was sort of uh, Madison's apprentice. So while he had a lot of influence by his dad, probably most of the things he learned about politics was from Madison.
0: Very cool. Awesome.
3: Well, in, any good book about uh, Liz Cheney wrote a really good book
0: about Madison. Oh, oh yeah. there's so much to learn. Yeah. Sweet. Outstanding. I think, uh, Oh, I think we're getting Joel back. I think his phone was dying. Hey, there you are. You lost your phone for a second. Man in the Shadows. Now we lost Richard. What's up? There you are. We got you back.
2: We are right. just moving
0: into uh I got an ad to read, then we're gonna go into our word of the week by Mr. Rawls. So, Raleigh, if you haven't thought of your word of the week, now's the time to do that while I read our next advertisement. So
2: perfect.
0: Outstanding. So kids, as you know, social distancing rules are in effect, especially in parts of Oregon. Uh, and our good friends at B and K are uh, addressing that. So you can just call and have your part ordered, pay for it over the phone. They'll pull it and have it ready for you to pick up when you get there. Or if you do prefer to pull your own, just come on out and enjoy some good old junkyard fun. And you can take that however you want, but I think it means however you're comfortable shopping, our good friends at B and K Auto Salvage will help you through that. So, Richard, we've lost your visual, and Joel, you are in a opium den, it looks like. There you are. Mr. Bixby, would you please lead us through our Far Reaches Word of the Week?
1: This evening, we're going to talk about all things cattywampus.
0: Ooh! Ah. Are y'all discopulated too? Outstanding. wampus. I don't even know how to spell that. I know what it means, but Yeah pretty much spelled like it sounds <laughs> that's a good answer yeah anybody got a guess Say the word again cattywampus, cattywampus. god that's it's a compound word isn't it it is indeed yes it's the one i grew up with yeah
3: i've heard that word used when stuff doesn't
0: level it's all cattywampus it means like out of sorts chaotic yeah uh, not lined up yeah yeah it's all cattywampus like it didn't go as planned that doesn't line up it's broken yeah that's how i'd that's how i'd phrase it with it i don't even know if it's a real word is it in the dictionary
2: oh yeah
0: gotta be oh i don't know yeah um who knows great word though uh because it, it kind of goes with our recent theme of all we've been through uh,
1: definition of cattywampus is often misspelled is not lined up or not arranged correctly or diagonally
0: oh outstanding so it's more specific to measurements it sounds like is its uh origination yeah
1: well they they, <coughs> they kind of Say there's four different definitions. Um, things can be in disarray or disorder that's gotcha. you, so there, there's it kind of applies to several different types of dysfunction.
0: <laughs> that's certainly uh, very appropriate for this outfit. Yeah, <laughs> all different sorts of dysfunction. Yeah, it's a fantastic word. I think it's outstanding. Was it, yeah.
4: the the definition was often misspelled is that what i said
0: well yes no not the word itself is often misspelled yeah, <laughs> yeah definition i guess words. your your words could be cattywampus <laughs> yeah the letters could be cattywampus and that would then that would lead to misspelling yeah
4: the definition of this word is often misspelled <laughs> i like that
1: not the definition the uh the uh, spelling of this word is often misspelled it could be c a t t y or c a t a
0: Oh, catawampus.
1: Yeah. Well, caddy.
0: Yeah. It could also mean, I guess, that your Cadillac's not driving straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> caddy, wampus. wampus. Yeah. Or like you just wamp on the throttle on your caddy. Yeah. So it goes yeah. fast. <clears throat> Excellent word of the week. Outstanding. Well, that already brings us to our one of our winding down segments about what we learned. Um, and it's, again, I remind everybody. Don't hurt your brain over this. It can be something else that somebody even learned. Like Raleigh learned to always keep your head up for stray horses when you're building fence. Like that's one thing we've learned. So don't get too hung up on what you learned though. So we'll, uh, we'll kick it off with Mr. Bigsby. I learned this week.
1: Um, I learned that I can smoke pretty mean. Turkey.
0: Kinky. Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw some pictures that did look very good, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it was fantastic. Um, awesome. Yeah, no, and even with the COVID and the nest, messed up nature of 2020, uh, Thanksgiving still seems just as normal as always. And so, um, I don't know where that came
0: from. from. I think that's the government van parked outside Richard's house. Uh, yeah <laughs> just not, not the, the FBI down the side
2: yeah <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe one in the same
0: well that's hilarious
1: that's my learning moment for the week. I like
0: it how cold was it outside when you were smoking that turkey
1: uh, I started it was like 16 and then um, by 10 o'clock it had gotten up to the low 30s oh nice
4: are you doing that thing where I've seen a lot of videos of people dropping their turkey in the fryer? Are you guys doing that thing?
0: I didn't do it this year. No, mine was on a smoker. So is it Raleigh's uh, done that in the past. Yeah. It's not bad.
4: What's going on? What's going on there? Why are people starting fires? Like...
0: Oh, several reasons. Um, some people will put a frozen bird into a boiling pot of peanut oil. And that's just pretty much like a bomb. Uh, and then also, if you've thought it out, but you have too much oil in the pot, when you add the volume of the turkey, the oil spills out the side and goes right onto the open burner underneath and often can cause a flame also. So you got to add, add some- that
3: to the ensuing panic
0: and then using water on grease fire. Much bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so with a little preparation it's actually pretty slick but um, for me Definitely. I think the taste is better on a smoked turkey I
2: think, yeah. I think oh the, yeah uh,
0: the uh,
1: deep fried deal kind of the,
2: the
1: <laughs> redneck hillbilly version of Thanksgiving like it's the, the unknown uh, happening just coincides with the entire idea of dropping of 20 pound bird in a bucket full of hot grease with a flame under it just, something's gonna go wrong
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um because we all know what happens to us when we see a fire we're gonna gather around and drink beer around it probably just natural yeah. i think it's genetic you can't help it so you're gonna get in a circle and you're gonna drink my my god so you combine out, a- outdoor cooking with fire uh there you go it should
1: be mandatory <clears> to be drunk <throat> if you're gonna cook the turkey that way
0: Yes. That way it might thin the herd even faster. Yeah. So, uh, but every year you hear about somebody freaking blowing up their garage or their back, back deck, the deck always catches on fire because grease spills out, you know, and then, yeah, it, it's,
1: well, I've, heard, it, it's I've heard of homes burning down because of it. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. 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 Sad, but true. Yeah. Like real stick homes too. Not one where you take the wheels off of, um, yeah. which, I, which I've lived in so I can give you shit about it. Uh, yeah. So that's why I prefer to, put my turkey in a smoker with some of a more uh, contained situation. Yeah. So, but I don't know why you'd ever think you could just take a frozen turkey and throw it in a deep fryer and it's going to turn out all right. So
3: <laughs> I got to, while we're talking about cooking different types of turkey and that kind of stuff, I got to plug the chef's tables, barbecue special four episodes
0: that they just did for chef's table on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I watched that a while ago. Yeah.
3: It is absolutely amazing. So yeah, check that out. It's pretty cool. It's great. Yeah, they have a lot a lot
0: of different styles.
3: Yeah, that lady. That's a that's an inspirational story about barbecue.
0: It is. Always. Yeah. Some good people. There's also
3: too.
4: a there's a thing on Netflix as well about how to cook a steak. I've been meaning to watch it.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, which one's that called? There's a lot of good shows on there about that. Uh, there's a lot of good variation. The reverse yeah, yeah, series like, is the current hot topic. Yeah, Joel.
1: How do you like your steak cooked? For me, I don't know. For you, outstanding. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like medium, medium.
0: That's within realm. Yeah, absolutely.
4: And, and, and I'll give the people the credit. Like make it however you, however you want as a chef. Like, if you have a particular way that you want to cook it, like, if I get it like, just, just make it how you want to make it.
0: In reason, yeah. I don't like a lot of crap on it, you know, salt, pepper, maybe a touch of garlic. That's about it, yeah.
4: No pink and a lot of ketchup.
0: <laughs> I am not buying a steak for you, my good sir. Yes. <laughs> I'm a big fan of garlic and butter. Yeah. Oh, butter. You can't put enough butter on a steak, man. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's that's the one of the best secrets. Is that if it's aged, it sucks it up more. Nice to be sure. Yeah,
4: never, never heard of that.
0: Aged steak, it's dried out a little bit. Proteins are starting to break down, so it gets a little more tender. You get dry age, you got wet age. We'll have a whole steak special sometime because we could go on this for. Well,
4: months. here, here's here's what I'm dealing with. I I would like to have a steak, but I just have a stove top, oh, no and problem. I don't have. I don't have a, uh, one of those fancy, uh, cast iron things. It's okay. Um, can I just make a steak in a regular frying
3: pan?
2: Absolutely. Yes. yes.
3: How? Have you ever, have you ever walked into a second hand store in New York? In a second hand store? I guarantee you walk into a second hand yeah. store in most any neighborhood and you can get a cast iron skillet for five bucks.
0: Oh, that's one. Yeah, it's real easy. You can get on Amazon. I have one tomorrow. I'd recommend go get a used one. Uh, We can talk you out through the seasoning process. Until then, you can just pretty much any frying pan is going to be okay. I'd recommend you do the reverse sear. So you put it in the oven at like 225 for about 25 minutes. You pull it out, heat up a pan, 45 seconds on each side, just to put a little crisp on it and your steak's done. So that's the that's the easier way. It's sort of like a sous vide method. So you, you really take all the complexity out of it. And if you just finish it off in a pan, to get a little crispy. So,
3: And two thirds a stick of butter at least minimum.
0: Yes. Then you let it sit, put a little tinful of the top, glob some butter on it. Just let it sit there and think about what it's done for about five or 10 minutes and you'll be happy. Kay. That's the key. Hey, oh, also I forgot the most important part. Bring it up to room temperature before you put it in the oven. That's critical. Before you cook a steak, it needs to be room temperature. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people get a steak, run home from work with it, take it out of the package, throw it on. But if you can let it sit out for thirty minutes to an hour and then do whatever you're gonna go to to it, that that'll be an advantage. And I'd prefer to salt it when I bring it home too. Also, so
3: one of the greatest steak restaurants in the world is outside of Brooklyn, isn't it? Oh, there's a
0: pile of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's
4: called uh what is that place called? I went there a few weeks ago or four months ago.
3: Where all the finance guys go.
4: Yeah, it's I think there's,
2: a, what I, think there's
3: I think there's a scene from Wall Street in it.
2: <sighs>
4: yeah. You can Google it real quick. But Spencer. um Spencer's. Spencer's
1: Say it again.
3: Who? It's Spencers?
4: No,
1: no, no,
0: close. No.
4: Here, let me look it up real quick.
3: Awesome.
0: Yeah, I think uh we should have a cooking episode because we get off of these wild tangents all the time. And then um I think it's good stuff to talk about because I don't think enough people enjoy or know how to cook enough or they might have some better advice than we do. So,
4: all right. It's called Peter Lugers.
0: Okay. Lugers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I
4: went I was, there once. It was pretty
3: good. I was All thinking right. about it. the I
4: ambiance
3: about wasn't great. Oh. I think about having Burnt as one of my movies, anyways.
0: Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Or that uh the Bourdain documentary would be cool. Uh, yeah. That would be good.
4: I, uh, I missed the I missed the part about the movie review. I watched it.
0: Oh you what'd you think, Joel? I'm be curious.
4: Uh I enjoyed it. I thought this is a little bit of propaganda, but I think they brought up some. I think he brought up some really good points. Where he lost me is the part about Obama getting a blowjob from that dude.
0: Yeah, I'd never heard about that.
4: I, I I've kind of heard rumblings about that, but I don't believe it because if Obama was going to get a beach from somebody, he wouldn't get it from that guy.
0: Well, I think it looked a little snazzier back in the day. It's been a long time. But, uh, yeah, I think his point was, like, Stormy Daniels got all this attention and accolades for her accusations.
2: Yeah.
0: And this guy got – like, I'd never even heard about it. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to get into the preference of that dude versus somebody else. But uh, I thought it was interesting because I'd never heard about him.
4: Yeah, I don't believe it.
0: It's
3: all been downhill since Marilyn Monroe.
0: <laughs> i'll give you that much yeah
4: I, I don't know uh monica Lewinsky. have you seen oh. her she she's she's a very pretty lady
3: she's a lady she's
4: cute look her up she's she's very pretty
3: i watched her speech on bowling it was very good on bowling is in Bowling, bowling, bowling. Oh, picking on little kids.
0: Ah, I got you. Yeah, I could have swore you said bowling the first time, and I was like, <laughs> "She seems like a chick that would bowl." I don't know. Yeah, the blue dress open. I, I, I didn't know. Um,
3: yeah. No, it's Tanya Harding that does the midget bowling.
2: Different,
3: oh, different.
0: Gotcha. Different disgraced
3: yeah. Oregon women.
0: I got you. My, my, my bad. Yeah. So, I saw uh,
3: Tanya Harding run a. Uh, a foot race on a racetrack with the guy that married the, the, the kid that married the teacher in Seattle and some yeah. radio personalities.
0: Wow. That's just too many weird pop culture references all in one's view. That yeah. Them, right? They
3: ran yeah. down the track and they started in the horse gates and ran all the way down. The, it was amazing.
0: Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I'm glad I had not heard about yet. Yeah. So, uh, oh shit! What did we learn? Uh, Rawls went. Richard, did you go? I think you did. I don't know.
3: I had not gone.
0: Okay,
2: carry on.
3: I I did learn something from the decision movie that I thought was interesting. Is how many um, mainstream media um, reporters are on the that the Muslim Brotherhood seems to believe are on their payroll. Never oh, yeah. even would have dawned on me. It may not be true, but uh, there might be a modicum of truth to it. But I was like, hey, "That just uh, never even would have thought of that." And then what really hit me is how proud they were of it. I was like, "Wow, oh, that's a uh, that's just weird something to be proud about."
0: I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What did I learn? Oh, I learned too that um, Thanksgiving or gatherings is kind of what you make it, and you, you know you have those. Um, I had random, random moments of flashbacks to days of my ute when all the family would come together and just had that cool feeling in the morning, you know, and like all the whole day was just kind of like fun and all the things we used to do. About you know there'd be all the leftover foods on the back porch because we had like three huge freezers at Grandma's place. So, after lunch, you know, we'd just wander outside the cousins and I, and we'd just go shoot shit all day long, and then you come sneak back in and grab like a piece of pie and some turkey, and then you run back outside um so I had a lot of flashbacks and memories thinking about all that and the fun times we had, and just how just how good and stupid and honest it was Because <laughs> like, that's when all your cousins came to town you didn't already see very often, but it's like you just picked up where you left off, and so that was the fun part too, so um. That's what I was thinking about in my little miniature Florida Thanksgiving. So, Mr. Joel, it would be to you. What have you learned, good sir? Excuse me. Easy longer.
4: Uh, I get a minute now. I, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but I had the COVID. I'm over it, it now. Out. I'm out. I I am out of. Uh, isolation as of today so into the bar
0: welcome back to america
4: uh, yeah thank you I had a couple of fashions and watch the football uh, yeah I, I, I didn't learn anything
0: you learned the sir, <laughs> and that's what you <laughs> learned think about that yeah <laughs> how does that make your brain hurt
2: yeah <laughs> you get your taste back yeah, I have my
4: taste. Cheap well whiskey.
0: He never had any taste to begin <laughs> yeah. with. Look at that shirt. Yeah.
4: Now <laughs> I got my taste bag. I, like, I like the thing like, did you learn a lesson? Nope. Nope. <laughs> then learn, nope. learn a damn thing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's one of the best things we've ever learned, Joel. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, Reader Mail, we did not have anything that I recorded for Reader Mail this week, so if you wrote in Reader Mail, I'll get you next week, so relax, but we always encourage you to keep writing in, because we'll get to you eventually, Um, which leads us to the best thing of the week, our final segment of the week, which has been known to go for up to two hours, sometimes only 10 minutes, so hang on, because we don't freaking know either, so um, Joel, we're going to start with you, best thing of the week.
4: Oh, the best thing we easily is the Beavers just Beaver beat game. the Ducks in the Civil War.
0: It's Beautiful, beautiful thing. That'll,
4: that'll, that'll last me a year right there.
0: This for, forever shall be enshrined as the Civil War podcast because, uh, yeah, we were talking before we came on air that it's been a long-ass time since this has happened. And so it was beautiful to get to experience that. And if you get to go watch the game and I help get the podcast running and that's how they're going to win, then I'm totally good with that. So, Outstanding. Yeah. Richard, what's your best thing of the week? Oh, well, I drove to Gerlach yesterday, last night and hung out with the kid and
3: bride and that was a uh, pretty nice. I don't think I had been around for a Thanksgiving with my son. So I think this might've been my first
0: one. I'm not sure. Oh, outstanding. So, And being in Gerlach, I, it seemed like it took for a week. So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, But what I did learn after I left them at their campground and went back because I cannot drive through Gerlach without going to Bruno's is that Bruno's has one mighty fine Thanksgiving spread. And if you're ever stranded in northern Nevada and need to go to a place for Thanksgiving, you can go to Bruno's It you will do well.
0: That's your travel tip of the week by Richard. This yes. Galaxy 5G, outstanding. Yep, which works for shit in Gerlock. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Nothing works in, <laughs> in Gerlock, especially clocks. I teased that because that was the old joke. If you only have one day left to live, go to Gerlock because it'll seem like forever. So. Yeah. yeah, I was
3: gonna say. I think the calendars are even broken in Gerlock. Yeah.
0: Good Lord. <laughs> Been there too many times. Yeah. So. Mr. Bigsby what's your best thing of the week?
2: Mm. It's
0: all to you. Yeah. We're not going to judge you. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you.
1: Now probably just getting on here and BSing with you. Um, uh, Just uh, sometimes it's good to look forward to. And, and, uh, you think about things or experience things throughout the week that uh, you're like, oh, that's going to be fun to mention on the podcast. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of the, the, the atmosphere that's being created within this little organizing of yahoos has uh, uh, become a lot of fun to do, so.
0: I would agree. Absolutely. I I think uh, I was noticing today, I think we're roughly on episode 30 or 31 coming up. And to think about that, we started in mid to late March, you know, so we're averaging almost one a week kind of scattered throughout. And so uh, it's been really fun to get to see uh, our different conversations and where we, you know, trigger things for everybody. So I think that's been one of the best things (laughs) in there's touch. Yeah. So, I agree, Ross. I appreciate that, too. Yeah. Um, and my best thing of the week, I think, was just having a little bit of time off after a long, busy week and a little Thanksgiving and then having this after all that. And just kind of like, it just fit really well and really something I was looking forward to. So, and I really have to agree with Joel, too, that the viewers uh, win the Civil War, that's pretty damn good. I think, actually, we're not supposed to call it Civil War anymore because that's not PC, but that's too late. So... Um, as we say around here, go pound sand. Yeah, so.
2: <laughs>
1: Another really good thing of the week to add would be, uh, I don't want to call it defiance, but watching a, a great deal of pushback coming from Eastern Oregon to our governor. it um, been good to see. You know, she kind of had to stick, take a step back and, and uh, go back on her ways and, and – uh, reorganize how she's allowing Oregon to be open thanks to a lot of our commissioners and a lot of the a lot of the people raising their voice so that's been a good thing too
0: yeah it seemed like a lot of law enforcement in particular said I mean, we're not going to enforce your crazy idea about what people can gather and what they can do and, and I think even I'm not totally out of my gore didn't the Supreme Court just rule today too that they could not if you can have liquor stores and other things open, you can't close churches and synagogues. I think is, is the that's the dumb version of what they they ruled on. So
3: it's not even conditional.
0: Yes, that's true, Richard. Yeah, yeah it's just like you cannot limit that that freedom of meeting. So I'd agree. Um, so I think that'll continue to be the fourth right. So. Um, with that, we're going to we're gonna have Mr. Joel tell us what his movie of the week next week is going to be so everybody can prepare and get ready for this. I, I think I have a sneak peek of what it's going to be. I'm um, hoping he uh, comes through. Mr. Joel, are you there? Good, sir. By the shady yeah. camera work, I'm thinking it's going to be Cloverfield. <laughs> it's going to be the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: so, so we've been talking about it. It's come up several times. I'm mean, just going to say it right now, Dazed and Confused.
2: Yes. Yes.
4: <laughs> Been waiting for it. We need to talk about this. It's, a, it's very important we talk about it. Raleigh.
0: I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Seminole movie for my college years particularly. I know Kevy. that was one of Kevy's favorite things. Grab a beverage, come over. Dazed and Confused. A lot of stuff a going beverage. on with that. Hey, Barbara. It's yeah.
4: Matthew, McCona- Matthew McConaughey's first movie. All
0: right, all right, all right.
4: I've, yeah, I think he's probably the coolest person in the world. So,
0: <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, so much good stuff in that. I love the the Vietnam era middle school teacher. Yeah, uh, a lot of great moments. Anyways, um, no, that's awesome. I think uh, we'll have some great conversation. Uh, particularly given some of the traditions of Lakeview high school. And I think probably smaller house high schools too, about some of the almost organized, I won't call it hazing really, but organized transition to your next level. Some people call it hazing. I don't think they do it anymore. So uh, that'll be interesting to see some of that, how we, how we approach that stuff. So that will be awesome, which don't forget uh, Mr. Joel, that also gives you the word of the week. So uh, let that, ferments in the back of the mind as we're going through the coming days so that you can uh, wow us with something like caddy
4: don't,
0: don't give it away now yeah no jet yesterday
4: jess brought up the word haberdashery
0: oh outstanding yeah
4: she's like what does that mean and i'm like wait that's that was our word of the week. As you might well, uh, just a little
0: knowledge here. Uh yeah. <laughs> it,
4: it it took me a minute to recall it. I did recall it.
0: Uh,
2: yeah.
4: as to do with like a men's
2: clothing Koudraman, alteration.
4: Yeah. 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 And
2: like,
0: uh, honest, luck would have it, I'm a genius, darling, so I do know what that is. Yes. So <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> that's outstanding. Well, if nobody else says anything for the good of the order, I think we'll uh, we'll let all our loyal listeners kind of get on with the rest of their day. But we can't uh, – anybody have anything to add? That looks pretty solid.
3: Look into uh, Richard Linklater. He's the director of Dangerous and Confused. Ah, yes. Because there's, there's movies that are – he has this sort of universe of movies. And then the one that's the decade after – Daisy Confused is really good also and it's called uh Everybody Wants Some.
0: Now oh, I got that song yeah. in my head. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And it's actually the interesting thing about him, uh, I think it's on Wisecracked on YouTube, is it's the transit his work, his canon of movies is actually like the transition
0: of the male in America. All right. So, and you just use the word canon contract. of movies like that. Way too late in the day for that kind of vocabulary, Richard. Impressive, yeah. So, uh, we'll thank everybody again for for spending some time with us. If you have suggestions, comments, the love line's always open. The advice line's always open. Uh, I think we're stumbling into a new segment about cooking. So, if you have uh, questions or comments on a good recipe or something, want to know how to do, get those comments to us. As always, you know, find us on Facebook. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, and I think we're on seven different podcast platforms so no matter your choice no matter your taste we should be able to be found uh, perhaps you don't want to and well that's just too bad you're missing out of course you don't know i'm saying this so it doesn't matter it's like making fun of the amish on tv they'll never know so with that all being said tell a friend about us keep to spreading the good word we appreciate all the support and we will be back very soon for our next edition of the far reaches podcast